This is Swim Success with Music. Yo, what's going on, Swim Team? This is Success with Music. I am Walt. I am your music coach. And again, this is Swim Success with Music. This is a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, beat makers. Music students, yo, we are about that music life. Hey, I appreciate you guys tuning into the show. We've been away for a few weeks here. Wanted to jump back in and provide some content for you music lovers and music creators that may be helpful for you in your music career, helping you to be more successful in that music life. And I'm I'm not sure where you guys are listening from. I know that we do have listeners from all over. But here in the Midwest, man, it seems like spring has finally come. Um, it's It's been crazy. So it's like the weather has been warming up here in the last few days, which I'm so about, man. I'm, I'm tired of uh, <laughs> this cold weather. I'm feeling the warm weather, feeling uh, driving around with the windows down and uh, getting after this music thing here. So uh, it's the top of the show. I want to go ahead and get into some interesting facts for today before we get into our main topic. So yeah, I was prepping for the show as I normally do, and I came across some information that I feel that will be very helpful for you and maybe encouraging for you in creating music and especially selling your music. For quite some time now, and for, I don't know, many years, I've been hearing about music sales being down. And that's in the the typical way. So when I was uh, growing up, it was all about selling albums, selling tapes, selling CDs, that type of thing. And eventually, you know, it went over to downloads. Um, But now the world is all about streaming. And a lot of people have felt within the industry specifically that sales have gone away, that people are not really making money because everything is online and no one actually has a copy, if you will, of music like they used to back in the day where they would pay for that specific copy. And artists, of course, will get paid royalties off of that unit sold or units sold. So anyhow, let me get to the article I read today on HypeBeast.com that I feel is pretty encouraging for those of us who are selling our music. So let me quote a part of this article for you. Here it is. The revenue for the music industry has seen a huge increase According to recent studies, the music industry blog reports that global recorded music revenues has seen a 1.4 billion U.S. dollar increase in 2017, mostly due to the growing adoption and popularity of streaming platforms. And that's the end of that little segment there. So, yeah, man, it looks like music streaming is course that's no secret on the rise man by 1.4 billion that I mean that's that's a lot of money and uh, if you're out there man and you're you're trying to sell your music hey it looks like streaming is absolutely the way to go so if you're still out there selling beats out of the trunk of your car um yeah maybe you should be about that streaming life there's so many platforms online that can distribute your music digitally so it's encouraging to know that music sales are up it's just coming from the streaming world so yeah get after it man get your music out there share it so you can take part of some of that money out there 
All right, so let's go ahead and turn to our main topic of the day. For today's episode, man, I want to get into more of a mindset shift, but I want to make this mindset shift more uh, practical, if you will. So what I mean by that is I want you to think differently as a musician. I'm going to use myself as a case study as to why you should think differently as a musician. Now, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know I'm a big fan of working something and working uh, the thing that you know and just not relenting, just not giving up and just pushing as hard as you can over and over until you see results with your skill, with your competency, with your style, that type of thing. But I want to flip things around today. I want to talk about moving into new territory. I want to talk about getting unstuck as a musician. A lot of times we get in the habit of doing certain things a certain way for a long period of time and if you're not if you're if you're not careful as a musician you'll find yourself becoming antiquated, you'll find yourself being out of time and you'll find yourself not growing because you're not willing to adopt or to switch things up. So today I want to talk about three major things that I discovered about myself and what I believe may be applicable for you. So whether you're early on in your music career or further along, I believe having an awareness about switching things up, when to switch things up, will be very helpful for you. But I want to cover three areas that I believe will be incredibly important for you to focus on being an early adopter of the new school. All right, so let me talk about the first one here. I want to talk about marketing tools. As a musician, many of us will have to market our music. And when I say market, I don't mean like full on billboards on you know the freeway, that type of thing. I'm talking about social media. I'm talking about uh, some paid advertising, th- those types of things. When I started and went into that self-employed life as a musician, um, I used some online tools to market my studio, my business, my music production. And one thing that I used was a website platform. And this website platform, I've been with it for many years, and they've since, you know, upgraded the platform and come out with, they come out with different variations of the platform and different tools and plugins and, and things like that. And if you, and if you guys have played around with websites, you know what I'm talking about, where you can use a plugin for, let's say, email subscription services or plugins for an audio player, those types of things. So the point is, I've used a particular platform for many, many years, and I've just become adept and really skilled at using it, uploading new themes, changing out the you know, the images, all that stuff. So recently I was working with uh, a friend of mine and she wanted me to set up a, a marketing platform for a friend of mine and I was just doing it as a favor. And she said, hey, listen, well, I actually use this other platform. And this other platform, I've heard about it for many years. I'm like, ah, I'm familiar with it. I use X platform, they're all the same. And she's like, well, hey, you know what? Can you just set mine up? on the platform that she was used to using, I'm like, all right, you know, I'll give it a shot. I'll set it up for you, set the environment up for her so uh, my buddy can do some marketing. Long story short, um, I looked at this platform when I set it up and I realized that the tools that were there were way, way sweeter than the, the tools that I had been using for many years, even though this, this platform has been updated. The point is, I realized that had I been using this particular platform, my marketing for my music would have been far easier and it it would have looked a lot sweeter 
had I adopted this technology a long time ago. The problem is I never adopted it because I was so comfortable with using the tool that I've been with for years. And quite frankly, the tool kind of sucked. I knew about bugs. I knew that if I updated a plugin, it can crash my website. But I got used to simply patching things up, throwing a Band-Aid on stuff and making it work. I was used to my misery. And it's kind of like the misery you know versus the unknown. But the point being is that this new platform has been amazing for me and I've only been using it for just a few short days and I feel like a complete idiot for hanging on for so many years. So that's just an example of of why you should open yourself up to using new marketing tools. You may be used to one thing or your friend or your band member may introduce you to, let's say, one social media platform or one way of using a website or or what have you. But man, you need to do some research because you may find far sweeter tools. And by the way, the platform I'm using, it's free. And some of the tools I would have had to pay for on my previous platform, just uh, an extra plus. All right, let's move on to my next topic here. Again, if some of you have been listening to the the podcast here, you know that I've recently updated my digital audio workstation. That's another example. For years, I've been with one software developer, again, sticking around for all the updates, still having bugs with the stupid software, crashing my system, locking up. Even though it had autosave, it would jam up and the autosave wouldn't work. It would... It would suck, man. It was just it was getting on my nerves. The customer service sucked. It was just a nightmare. But I've used it for so many years and I knew how to make my uh, get around the software very easily. So if, if I needed to load up an envelope, if I needed to do some mastering, if I needed to normalize something, cutting, pasting, importing, exporting, man, I knew this product in and out. I knew all my, where all my plugins were, virtual instruments, samples. I mean, man, I was just an absolute master on this. And I've actually even taught classes on this software. The point is my um, my PC at the time crashed and I wound up going to Mac and getting a completely different digital audio workstation. And I can tell you that the learning curve has really sucked, but man, this new software I'm using, number one, is far cheaper. And second, the functionality of this of this new software, it completely decimates the functionality that uh, I had in my previous software. And it's one of those things where I held on for over a decade paying all of this money for software that was I whereas this new software was phenomenal. So the point is, don't get so married to the things that you're comfortable with to the point where you don't make that jump. And I'm talking about using your music tools. And again, for me, it was my digital audio workstation. Man, go do some research on that. If you record digitally, there are a lot of tools out there. If there's, let's say, a soft synth that you use or a plugin, like a plugin uh, suite, check some others out, man. You may find that the workflow is far better. The quality is far better. The UI, the user interface is far better. Don't get stuck on stuff like that. You'll realize that, man, there's a lot out there. All right, let's go on to one more thing here. And this is going to be more related to actually playing music, performing music, that type of thing. Uh, I was actually talking to a guy that's looking to join uh, the band that I'm in. So we were conducting this interview of sorts with this guy, and we're just sitting down kind of talking about uh, joining the band, that type of thing. And I was walking him through some of the challenges I had when I first joined uh, our, our music group. And one of the things I was telling him about 
is that when I first joined, I was used to playing a certain style of music. And I was used to playing, and I play keyboard, by the way, if, if you guys don't know that. I play some other instruments and, and produce uh, with my digital audio workstation, as I mentioned. But primarily, my main instrument is keyboard. So anyways, when I joined the band, I was used to playing all of these super complicated, ornate chords, you know, ninths, elevenths. For those of you who know music theory, that's just, I love those complex sounds, uh, playing all kinds of crazy scales, you know, Mixolydian minor runs, whatever. You know, I I just love that stuff. I feel like it just adds so much uh, character to the overall sound of the music. So I joined the band, and their style was anything but. And and it's kind of funny. I, I'm I'm the oldest guy I think in the band. Everyone else is far younger than me, <laughs> to say the least. Anyhow, we get along fine. But some of the music that we've performed and that's been written for the band, it's a lot of really modern stuff. So there are a lot of interval synth parts in the music. There are a lot of melody lines done on synth. So for me coming in with my super crazy, complicated, stacked, jazz-esque chord style, it just didn't work. And for their purposes, they're like, hey, dude, that that's yeah, that's not really working out here. And that's kind of making it sound like a completely different style that we're, we're not going for. The point being is that I was more proficient at playing this other style of music, though more complicated. But I had to learn this new way of playing, even though I've been playing for like many, many years. Ever since I've been a kid, I've just been playing keyboard. But playing in this way was a completely different mindset that I had to adopt. It wasn't that it was complicated. It was different. And because it was different, I'm like, I just didn't want to do it. The point is, I wound up following the directive of the of the group and, you know, playing the styles and things like that. And as I learned the styles and the way that they compose music, I started to add in just a bit of the flair that I had, but it caused me to grow as a musician by simply doing things new and allowed me to see music and production and performance in a brand new way, hence expanding my musical vision, if you will. So when I'm producing now and writing and putting things together, I'm not thinking in this very narrow way. I'm thinking in a much broader sense with respect to uh, me playing the keyboard and, and me laying down keyboard parts and tracks and things like that. So, yo, I think that's a very important thing. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap this up for today. And I'm going to finish off uh, these three tips here with a bonus tip. And this bonus tip is this. Don't sit back and research the things that I mentioned. So if you're thinking that, yeah, you know what, maybe you need to adopt a, um, you know, new marketing tool or, you know, new website tools or social media tools, or, hey, maybe you need to update your software or maybe your technology or keyboard, mic, whatever it may be. Or as I mentioned a second ago, maybe you need to freshen up your playing style. Maybe you switch up, you know, the the genre that you you work in, you know, maybe you need to need to adopt new ways of enunciating and projecting as you're singing, whatever it may be. Don't sit and think about it. My encouragement is just do it. Now, if you heard heard in my earlier stories, I waited for years to make changes for things like my technology and my marketing tools. Had I made that leap earlier, life would have been a lot easier. And I'm thinking about the times where I had issues with my digital audio workstation and it crashing and the amount of time I spent restarting my software. 
if you just add up those minutes for all the projects I've done over the years, I would have earned, who knows, years back in my life. Okay, I'm, I'm making that up. I'm, I'm overstating that. But I'm, it's, it has to be many, many hours that I would have earned back in productivity had I simply just made the switch, not researched it, but just made the leap. So that's my encouragement for you, man. Switch it up. But don't think about it too long. Just switch it up. What's the worst that can happen? You learn something new. Big deal. The world's not going to end. Switch it up, man. It's going to help you, and it's going to cause you to be more successful at this music game. Hey, that is what it is all about. Yo, I appreciate you tuning into the show. Make sure you share this podcast with your other music-loving bros and broettes. And be sure to check out our main website where you can hear all of the episodes. Our main site is here, successwithmusic.com. Successwithmusic.com. Hey, if you happen to have questions, there's an email address on that site. Send us questions, man. We would love to hear your questions and we'll shout you out on air. But yeah, check us out, successwithmusic.com. And make sure you check us on the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. Yo, it's warm outside, so it's time for me to be out. Of course you do. This just gets old. I know there's gotta be a better way for me in this life.